Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast on the Houston Rockets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a new week of Locked on Rockets. We're live at Toyota Center getting ready for the Rockets' first preseason game against the Shanghai Sharks. But bigger things than just a preseason game, there's still no Donatus Manayunas. We've now got Calvin Watkins of ESPN.com with us. Calvin's been talking with, uh, with Demo and his representatives over the weekend. And basically, Calvin, what's the latest? What have you heard? Well, I haven't heard much. Um, they did speak... Rockets and Demo did talk on uh, Saturday, trying to work out a deal. Nothing occurred. As you know, the qualifying offer expired at midnight on Sunday, and he's not in Houston. Uh, we talked to Mike D'Antoni about the possibility of yep. Donatus make the trip to China yep. when the Rockets go for a week. He seemed noncommittal. Yep. Um, one of the big things with that is, can he get a visa? And I've talked to some Rockets officials who have said, yeah, he probably could get a visa. Okay. He probably could go over there. But... The other thing is, say they get it done Monday morning, yeah. is it really worth it for him to go to China? Yeah. But in reality, he's just probably stay here and work out. So yeah. that's what it what, stands. Yeah. Are you surprised? Because I know you talked to BJ, uh, BJ Armstrong, mm-hmm. Demo's agent, in mid-September, uh, and he referred to October 1st as kind of a, you know, show me. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. put our cards on the table. And mm-hmm. a lot of people assume that he just signed that qualifying offer. Are, are you surprised, as Monday told you last week, that he hadn't signed? I'm very surprised that we're even here talking about Donatus yeah. not being here. I just thought it was a no-brainer. But when you talk to both sides, then you can understand why there's an impasse. Uh, BJ believes that Donatus should be paid maybe 8 to $10 million per season, give him a bigger contract. The Rockets obviously don't feel that way. Hence, they gave him a $4.4 yeah. $4 million qualifying offer. And yep. they're willing to give him maybe a two-year, three-year deal, but yeah. not at 10 to $12 million yeah. on average. Even, yeah, even with the qualifying offer off the table, uh, I, I'm guessing the Rockets could still give him a. You know, it's not like they're just going to offer him one year, one year for the minimum. You know, they're still willing to offer him, whether it be it one year or two. And I'm sure there are non-guarantees that are sticking points of this. But I'm sure they'd still offer him a reasonable deal. Is that fair to say? Yeah. You know. Yes. I think they still want they they want yeah. Donatus to be on this team. Mike Tony said I, I want him to be on this yeah. team. He's met with Donatus over the summer. It's just a matter of working out the numbers, and I yeah. thought the numbers would work out at some point cause, yeah. because everyone had told me, nah, it's, it's yeah. going slow, but it'll work out, but, it's, but it didn't work out. So now here we are, you know, on the eve of the, yeah. to go to China in a couple of days, and he's not here. So yeah. that does surprise me. Uh, yeah. I still, you know, when after BJ made his comments about the October 1st deadline, yeah. I still thought they would still get a deal yep. done before training camp started, and here we are after camp is basically over. Yeah. We're in our preseason, and nothing has gone on. Yeah. Um, do you think Europe's any leverage at all? Because it seems like to me, I know that 
during the off season, it was well, maybe somebody's going to give him an offer, and even though he's restricted, you know, at least I would get him paid, whether it's here in Houston or somewhere else. It seems right now, other than the Rockets, only option he'd have is playing overseas. And to me, for a guy that's coming off back surgery, it, you know, he needs to prove that he can play in the NBA if he wants to eventually get a contract. You know, yes, there's a possibility he could play in Europe, but there's no concrete offers. Yeah. Now, even if he does play in Europe, when that contract ends, he's still property of the Rockets, and he'd still be a restricted free agent. Good point. Now, there are, now, there are three NBA teams with cap space, uh, Brooklyn, uh, Denver, and Philly. Yeah. But their rosters are filled up, 20-man training camp rosters, so yeah. they can't offer him. I thought maybe Philly might do something because yeah. of what just transpired uh, with uh, Ben Simmons. Yep. But... I was told no, so yeah. he's kind of stuck right here with, yeah. with the Rockets. What's your sense? I know there's a little bit of I know there's a little bit of acrimony just because of how uh, awkward this thing has been for three months. But you know, from B.J. Armstrong, Demos representatives, how much of it is you know frustration with Daryl Morey versus frustration just with the system? Because obviously, he's spoken before about how you know restricted free agency is not exactly uh, <laughs> it's not exactly a player's delight. No, I think it's more about the system. When you talk to B.J. Armstrong, he'll say yeah. the system is screwing us over. Yep. Because if he wasn't a restricted, we'd, get, we'd, be, right. we'd have a deal with some, yeah, he some, he, somebody. Yeah, he could have had some in July. Right, yeah. right. Um, but the Rockets are like, okay, it's not our fault. This is the system. We're going to take advantage of the system. Yeah. I, I understand where the Rockets are coming from. I definitely understand where, where B.J. is coming from. But ultimately, I might side with the Rockets slightly yeah. just because of the simple fact they have all the leverage. Oh, yeah. So they have all the leverage. So yeah. you know, if I'm beat, if I'm Denonis, I come in here, I sign my tender, or maybe say, all right, I'll, you know. I think what Denonis is thinking of, he does not want to be stuck with a long-term deal with the Rockets at low money. Yeah. So I think for him, it's like, you know what? Let me get a one-year deal, yeah. prove myself, and get out of here. Yeah, he, he um, wants to... You know, maximize his future earning power, right. and that's probably signing a one-year cheaper. Right, and let's be honest, he's back to Brian Anderson, yeah. who's had health issues True. in the past too. True, there's a possibility he could start. Yeah, because Ryan's hurt. Yeah, his uh, his boxes are still in the locker room though. Yeah, someone tweeted, and I think he had saw <laughs> yeah. the box analytics. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> that was pretty clever. All right, well, last thing I could think of. Um, you said that even though there was no deal on October 1st, they had dialogue yesterday. You had reported before that really they hadn't even talked in a month. Mm-hmm. Is it at least a positive step that they, uh, that you know, BJ and the Rockets, they've now had uh, at least conversations in the last 48 hours? Yeah, it is positive that they have spoken. Um, you know, I talked to somebody last night, you know, I was watching the Clemson game. Yeah, so was James Harden, by the way. So right. And, you know, I'm watching that, texting, figure out because it was about 11 o'clock. Happy you weren't watching the uh, Mizzou-LSU game. I'm sorry, I wasn't watching that game. (laughs) Good for you, yeah. (laughs) But everyone, they they did talk, which is a positive thing, but there still seems to be a gap between how much money each side is willing to either get or give. I guess, yeah, and I guess part of it, too, you know, they got that trip to China coming up. In a way, it's almost like you got the preseason split in half because, you know, mm-hmm. after you get back from China, you got time off, you know, and so maybe there's still time to get him in for, you know, second half of preseason and still, still get something done. Well, yeah, there's, there's a chance. I, I mean, when I thought he was going to be in here before the start of camp, it didn't happen. So I don't know when he's coming here, to be honest with you. I just think at some point... But odds are still in favor of it. Odds still in favor of him being here. But the fact that he's not here and here we are, you know... About to first tip off the first game, preseason the game, yeah. Sharks, the Knicks are coming Tuesday, and he's not here. He's about to go to China. 
and, and, and look, and the Rockets are going to China after the game on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, TSA is going to be in the arena. <laughs> so when the game is over, when yeah. you the buzzer, they're getting on a bus, getting their luggage checked, and they're gone. Yeah. They're, so unless the, Tanas the, is leaving here the, to go to China, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Visa Asia may be ready to go in a matter of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. That's Calvin Watkins of ESPN. Thanks so much, buddy. Thank you. That was Calvin Watkins with the latest on Donatus Maniunas. And with that said, I'm going to wrap up this quick episode of Lockdown Rockets. The Rockets are getting ready to tip off the preseason opener against the Shanghai Sharks, led by Jemmer Fredette, former NBA teammate, uh, for, played with Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon in New Orleans. And Fredette said before the game that he was really happy for those guys, said they were both great people, and really spoke glowingly about Ryan Anderson, called him a really good friend, and said that he thinks Ryan Anderson is the stretch four that the Rockets and Daryl Morey have been looking for for some time. So, yeah, a lot of optimism around these Rockets. They're about to tip it off. We'll have more reaction in the coming days, maybe later tonight, definitely by tomorrow on the show. But before we get to that, I, want, I know the Demo situation is still the biggest um, thing hanging over this team so I wanted to get Calvin on and I think he gave a good update as to where we're at by the way as far as the locker rooms Demo's locker is the good news it's still there uh there are boxes in it as Calvin said but uh no one has claimed it so I think that's a good sign that they do anticipate him getting here before too long as far as other random locker things uh Nene has Dwight Howard's old locker um Pablo Pagione has Jason Terry's locker that's the uh veteran PG uh point guard locker I would say and um Ryan Anderson has Josh Smith's old locker. So uh, it, it's kind of interesting. The, the two lockers, there's two double lockers kind of for the head of the team. James still has his on one side, and, well, Nene has it on the other. So Nene is the elder statesman. That's great. Selfishly, I'm pretty pleased with that, too, because, you know, Nene is an extremely well-spoken guy, and those lockers in the end, they're great for media positioning, great to get quotes. You can get a lot of people around there, and Nene, if he plays well, he's going to be a great asset to us as uh, reporters this year. So we are very pleased with that development. A little awkward to see Nene in Dwight Howard's spot, but you know what? He's going to run with it. Oh, and one other interesting locker room item. Bobby Brown, uh, veteran training camp invite, uh, actually played in uh, Asia last year, has Terrence Jones' old locker next to James Harden. I don't think that's fully a coincidence because James Harden and Bobby Brown great terms. I think they have great chemistry together. So how much will they play together in the preseason? That remains to be seen because I'm sure, A, they're going to be limiting James's minutes uh, to get him ready for a season, which obviously he's going to be a huge focal point. But I do think they'd like to play uh, just the two of them selfishly, Bobby Brown and uh, James Harden, play together a little bit just for fun because they do genuinely enjoy each other. Will he make the roster? That's probably still an uphill battle. But at least for the preseason, he's in a good spot to uh, hang out with his buddy. And I'm sure James is uh, looking forward to the opportunity to play with him. Final thought for tonight, it's they're playing Shanghai. Um, obviously, it's not an NBA opponent, but Yao Ming is here. Big news, Yao had a press conference with us before the game. His jersey's getting retired February 2nd, which we knew. Uh, it's the first time a Chinese team has played um, has played an NBA team in an NBA arena. So it's going to be pretty fun. I don't know how much you can tell from the one-on-one matchups, but... Certainly the rotation will be pretty interesting. And as I tape this, the Rockets getting ready to tip off. So I'm going to go sign off and enjoy the game. And, guys, I'll be back with you again later this – well, not later this week, within a day or so to talk a little bit more about what we've learned from these Rockets tonight. So, again, I'm Ben Dubose. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Dubose. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Rockets. And also you can follow Calvin Watkins, good buddy of ESPN.com, at Calvin Watkins. Thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you again in the very near future.